We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's sermon podcast. Hey, we release sermon podcasts weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. Excited about being in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Anybody excited about Sunday school? Yeah. I'm excited this morning. Let's all stand. Before we get into the word, let's just take this opportunity and just uh, ask the Lord to help us today. We need some help today. Ask him to give us understanding and uh, that we're open. Our hearts are open. Our minds are open to his word, not to, not to any other word, but his word. And, uh, and that we're going to receive it today in his name. Amen. So let's just take the opportunity to lift our hands, bow our heads, uh, just praise the Lord, just talk to Him, just ask Him to bless you, to anoint you, to touch your mind and your heart, speak to you, and uh, we're believing it. Lord, we thank you right now. We praise you. We worship you. We magnify you, Lord. We ask that you touch, Lord, uh, Life Point Church today, touch every member today, Lord, every saint, every visitor, every guest, Lord, today. We ask you to touch uh, this entire campus, Lord, uh, youth class, uh, children's classes today, every teacher teaching, Lord. We ask you to touch our minds, our hearts, and adult Sunday school. Touch me, Lord, as I teach you your word. Lord, use me for your glory. I'm nothing without you, Lord. We speak it today. We receive it today in your name. We speak it done right now. We thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. A good crowd uh, this morning in Sunday school. If you're watching, thank you for watching live. If you watch later, thank you for watching later. Uh, I'm just going to tell you all today, I'm, I'm teaching today. Um, uh, I, I don't think we're going to get into any little preachy feeling, uh, but I feel this strong... Uh, uh, subject here today. I've been feeling it for a while. Uh, I thought I was going to teach it last Sunday, but uh, circumstances changed that. And uh, but we're here. The Lord knows, and I just want uh, I just want you to know we're going we're going to teach and we're going to be in the Lord's Word this morning uh, on a subject I don't think has been. Uh, uh, I'm not saying it's never been taught, but I hadn't heard it from my notes, and I keep up with uh, pretty much all the messages taught and preached and. Um, I hadn't seen it taught here uh, in a little bit, and I'm, I'm just going to jump on it, and I feel it strong today. So if you would, if you, if you follow with me, we're going to go to James 1, and we'll begin reading at verse 22. The Bible says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For, any, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever or whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So just a quick breakdown before we go any further. James is stating here that 
Hearing and doing are to be aligned in the believer. All right? Or it can also be said, doing is an expected result of hearing. Uh, It should be plain that when one hears a truth, the correct response is to act on that truth. James is also saying it is not deafness, but rather delusion when one knows the truth to follow and action to take, but moves on without action. Um, Then there's this eternal or internal false narrative the person has embraced. And this is when we become hearers who delude ourselves. We fall under our own confusion. We forget who we are and where we're going and who we're supposed to be. But then James would finish with this. If you become a good listener and follow through with action, which now this action here is followed through with obedience, you will be blessed in all things. So now with that breakdown, that scripture breakdown, commentary breakdown there, uh, here's my breakdown of the passage. Only hearing the word will not bring lasting change in your life or my life. However, obeying the word will bring everything we need in order to make it. You might be here today and you have been hearing it your whole life. But have you been obeying it? Oh, we're going to teach this morning. Hear the word of the Lord today, but take it and apply it to your life by obeying the same word of the Lord that you're about to hear. Oh, I hope it's quiet because you're taking it in. We're going to teach 1 Samuel 15, 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. So before we get into this lesson and before this lesson is judged or critiqued, because I know it will be, please understand the Lord has laid this on my heart today. And I believe that if we get a hold of it, the Lord is going to do some awesome things in this service today. Today. Not tomorrow, not later, not in the future, but today. So I'm fixing to give y'all my title, and don't let the title throw you off, because by the time we're done, you're going to understand it. At least I hope you do. But I want to teach on this subject this morning, or this thought with my title, The More I See Men, The Better I Like My Dog. The more I see men, the better I like my dog. Uh, There was a governor who was running uh, for a second term in office. And one day after a busy morning, after he was chasing all those votes, uh, he hadn't had time to take no lunch. And so he finds a, a church event that's going on that day. And he stops there for a church barbecue and... It was late afternoon and he was extremely hungry and as he moved down the serving line, uh, he held out his plate uh, to the woman who was serving chicken and she put a piece of chicken on his plate and then she turned to the next person in line and he said real kindly, excuse me, uh, do you mind if I have another piece of chicken? 
my apologies, sir, the woman told him. I'm supposed to only give one piece of chicken to each person. And the governor would respond again, but I'm really hungry. I'm I'm just starved to death. It's been a busy day. And the woman said, sir, I truly am sorry. Uh, Again, only one to each person. That's what was asked of me. And the governor, he was a modest man. He was a kind man. And But he decided at this time he would throw a little weight around. And he would say, do you know who I am? I'm the governor of this state. And the woman would respond kindly also. And she says, do you know who I am? I'm the lady in charge of the chicken. Please move on down, sir. (laughs) You see, obedience... It's uh, such a simple yet uh, compound word. It's such a plain and yet strong idea. And uh, We can see through studies like scientists and medical doctors and psychologists and sociologists and military officers and leaders and even theologians all tell us that in some form or fashion, obedience is absolutely necessary. It is necessary for our bodies. All the organs must work towards a set direction in order to sustain a healthy life. It is necessary for an army to learn and practice obedience to be successful on and off the battlefield. Uh, It is necessary for us if we want to live both an abundant life here and even in the next. But yet, The Bible and history tell us uh, and are full of stories that tell us that more than once uh, we humans have had a most difficult time in the area of obedience. We've had issues in obeying our parents and the people in authority over us or even the laws of the land and especially obeying God Almighty Himself. From Adam uh, to Noah to Abraham to Ruth to, to, to David to, to Esther and even to Mary herself, the mother of Jesus. We see a checkboard of history of obedience, disobedience, uh, repentance, uh, obedience again, rebellion, uh, uh, refusal, confession, and then thankfully obedience again. And... Uh, Can I tell y'all, the virtue of obedience has fallen on hard times these past years. Today, there are so many articles written that promote the virtue of disobedience as there are that promote the virtue and need for obedience. There exists uh, this uh, general attitude that one must always stand up for oneself and never allow anyone or anything to tell them what to do or how to think or what to say. Oh boy. Y'all, we're, going, we're teaching. It's, it's an attitude that says that no one should be able to tell or has the right to tell another person what to do or even what to consider what is right or wrong for another person. We live in what uh, some people have said and some people have labeled as the age of rebellion and disobedience. That's the time we're living in. 
And to a great many people, the concept of obedience is not seen as a positive light. It's just not something we see as positivity. One of the most uh, common misconceptions is that obedience automatically means surrendering all of one's responsibilities and becoming some mindless lump of flesh that joined a cult. That's what they believe. But it does not help that our American culture tends to idolize the rebel, the person who goes against the grain and refuses to submit to authority. And with all of that in the mix, I would like this morning, I want to teach just for a few moments and look at the, the, the one word and the one thing, and that's obedience. And especially how it relates to us and the God Almighty Himself, Jesus Christ. I believe that the more we understand the value and importance of living out a life of obedience in Christ, the more we will become genuine human beings reflecting God's glory and the more we will be living in His abundant and blessed life. When we fall into the category of learning true obedience. Obedience is something we've got to understand is first and foremost a right now experience. Past obedience, it may provide us for a wonderful foundation and platform. Future obedience, uh, it may provide us a wonderful goal and a target. But the reality is this. Obedience lives in the right now. Obedience is today and is a today word. Obedience is a here and now word. Right now. And, And we can find example after example. Just like the beginning of King Saul's life. He knew how to obey. For years, he practiced obedience. When God told him to go to battle, what did he do? He went to battle. When God told him to stay home, what did he do? He stayed home. He lived in a present life of obedience. But one day, something happened that changed all of that. And we read about it in 1 Samuel 13. Uh, And I'm not going to go into it this morning just for time's sake. I've got a lot of notes this morning. Saul has been given a specific instructions by the Lord. And he tells him what he wants him to do. And all Saul had to do was obey. And he was to go to battle and trust God's will. He was to obey without question. However, Saul did the totally opposite. He disobeyed. He refused. And he decided in that moment he would not listen to God. He would do his own thing. He would decide that hey, this is what's best for me and and what's best for the people that I'm over. And he would disobey God at that time and do his own will. And the Bible clearly tells us that this didn't end well for Saul. In fact, disobedience radically changed his life, the life of his children, and the life of his grandchildren. And living a life of disobedience removed God's anointing and protection over his life. And and living a life of disobedience caused him to reject repentance and God's mercy, grace, and love. You see, King Saul had many moments in which he had to decide whether to listen and obey or rebel. And the fact is this, we all do. We have those same moments. 
Those same moments uh, come many times in our lifetime. They come when we're reading our Bibles, reading God's Word. They come when, uh, when we're in our prayer times. They come when we're faced with some very important decisions. Obedience presents itself every single day of every moment in our lives. Sometimes we just push it aside. We're, all, we're faced with all kinds of questions in the right now moments. Uh, questions like, uh, do, uh, do we do what the Bible tells us to do? And that's to say, do we really believe the Bible is God's word? Do we believe that God has spoken to us through his word so that we might be able to be redeemed and restored? Do we listen and then follow the leading of the Holy Ghost? Do we place our hands in God's hands, trusting in his wisdom? Uh, do we choose to go our own way because we know what's best for us? Do we choose to believe that we can follow the Lord and at the same time live in a life which we also practice a measure of disobedience? Can I ask you this? Can we be 90% obedient and just 10% disobedient? I like how it was stated in studies. Obviously, I own one. But it's been said that it's not the dog's keen smell or hearing that has endeared him to the modern man. It is his uncomplaining readiness to obey and lavish affection on his human friends. A dog is loyal, loving, and lovable even if his master can boast none of these qualities. And it leads me straight to this quote that was quoted for me to title my title. The more I see men or see of men, the better I like my dog. Why? Because obedience, it does matter. Obedience does a lot of things in our lives. And obedience can bless us or hurt us. And it does not, again, it does not help that we live in this age of disobedience and rebellion. It doesn't help that many of us have been taught or have watched people be trained to embrace disobedience. So don't throw any stones at what I'm about to say right now. All right? Y'all, I'm just telling you, I'm teaching, and I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We see this happen at times with young parents. And hear me, I'm one, of those, I'm one of those young parents. I'm still learning. Yes, I have been taught growing up. And, I, and I've been taught this and I've been taught that. And I've, I've, I've learned discipline and all that in my life. I understand that. But now I have my own family. And that is something we all must understand today. When I married Hillary, we started our own family. I didn't join her family. She didn't join my family. We started our own family. Meaning we began to learn on our own. We learned some things on our own. We're still learning today. This year will be 14 years together, but we're learning some things today. So we're still a part of those young parents, I like to say. But with that said, uh, uh, children, their children, young parents' children misbehave. And instead of, of being any type of, uh, there being any type of discipline or correction, there's only those empty threats. Anybody? Huh. And, we, and if we, and we believe it or not, some of those empty threats are then followed with rewards of bad behavior. 
We all have seen some child misbehave only to have that misbehavior reinforced with the giving of maybe a toy, game. Hey, I'm, I'm guilty. A gift. So nobody throw no stones at me. Now, I don't think young parents or people really understand in general what they're teaching or what I even have taught at times. If we reward bad behavior, we only give a reward after a period of bad behavior. What we're doing is actually reinforcing bad behavior. We're saying that bad behavior brings good results. And that is neither good for the child or for their future or for the world in general. Because we're looking all over the world today and we see it because we rewarded it. Oh, but let's take it a little further now. You want to go a little further? At times you see this scenario at work. Someone uh, bypasses the rules and instead of there being some sort of accountability, that same person may be honored with a promotion. Uh, Their disobedience does not lead to correction. Instead, it leads to a bigger office, a bigger paycheck, and more responsibility. Anybody? It is that type of behavior that has led to the downfall of many people in their lives. They begin to feel that no matter what they do or what what they say, they're going to be rewarded. And that the rules... They may apply to some folks, but they don't apply to them. And after all, this, we've got to understand it. This is something their parents taught them, and this is a misconception. And at times, now, society is teaching it also. However, the reality is there are consequences when we rebel and disobey the Lord God Almighty Himself. We've got to understand that God takes obedience and disobedience pretty seriously. Disobedience to God always leads to sin. And we know that sin always leads to chaos, confusion, and destruction. That's Bible. Do we know that God did not reward Adam and Eve with the tree of life after they disobeyed? What did He do? God removed it from their sight. And remove them from the Garden of Eden. Disobedience did not lead them to experience paradise, but totally the opposite. All it did was open up the door to suffering, death, and hell. So let me reiterate real quick obedience is always a moment by moment experience. We cannot rest on our past record of obedience nor on our goal of being obedient in the future. The only thing that we can do is listen and obey today, right now, in this very moment. The only way to live abundantly or obediently is to live live obediently right now, in this moment, after moment, after moment. And the questions that we've got to focus on as people of God this morning are not have I obeyed or will I obey, but am I obeying? Am I doing my best to hear the Lord and to follow His leading right now in this moment? Am I doing my best to say yes to God's will and His way in the here and now and today? Am I putting that practice in my everyday life right now?
Am I obeying His Word? Let's understand this one thing this morning. The more we build a stronger relationship with Jesus Christ, the more we live a life of obedience to Him and through Him. Surely we all understand by now the more uh, we know someone and have a relationship with them, the more we find ourselves being comfortable to follow their leading. Right? The more we know someone and trust someone, the more we're able to surrender our will and be obedient maybe to their leadership. That was the way that Abraham done. That was Abraham's life. It was uh, full of uh, a faith life that was... That was fleshed out through obedience. It was a life learning how to discover and obey and surrender to the will of the Lord. It was not a life of a person who immediately did everything right every time. We know that. We know that about Abraham's life. But it was a life of a person who moment by moment revealed himself to the Lord as the Lord revealed himself to Abraham. And it was through that growing relationship that we see Abraham growing in obedience. Because the closer he got to God, the more he trusted God. And the more he trusted God, the more he was obedient to God. So since we're in obedience, I've done some digging last night. I did a lot of digging last night and in my research on obedience. And I found... That the our English word for obedience comes from the Latin word obedere, and uh, it means to listen and to hear good. Oh, y'all like that? The idea is that if we truly listen, then we will truly obey. So, in many cultures, there are not two separate words: listening, obeying. There's only one word. With the idea that to listen is therefore to obey. To not listen is to not obey. So the better we listen, the better we obey. Oh. That's why I believe that it's over and over again the prophets would say as the Lord spoke through those prophets in the, in the Old Testament time. That's why I believe that this stands behind the command of God. Hear, O Israel. It wasn't uh, Israel just open your ears, but it was listen and obey. Listen and obey. We're not to just obey, uh, obey obedience uh, for, uh, for, the, for obedience sake. No, just because maybe God needs someone to boss around. We've got to understand that the Lord our God, He loves us and knows if we follow His will, then we will experience His blessings. He created us that way. He created us to live a life of obedience. Because obedience opens the door to a multitude of blessings and favor. Anybody want to be blessed? Anybody want to be shown favor? Then we must learn to obey the word of God. (laughs) Is the reason why we find ourselves not in line with his obedience because we don't fully trust God? Is Is that a question? Is that okay to ask? We know that we should because 
We know that what the Bible tells us to do. But we're not always sure that God has our best interest at heart. So, as it's been said already, the more we trust someone, the better we can obey and follow their directions and leadings, right? I believe without a doubt, that is one of the reasons why Jesus had His disciples follow Him and go wherever He went. Jesus wanted to do more than just teach doctrine and theology. Jesus wanted to teach His disciples how to obey Him and live a victorious life. Jesus knew that a life of continual obedience is impossible without also a life of continued fellowship and relationship with Him. Have you ever noticed uh, over time a man's wife has more authority over his mind and life than his doctor. Oh, y'all don't be jump, don't be quick to jump on this now. Just hear me for a second. You see, no matter how many degrees or surgeries that a doctor has done, the normal husband trusts more in his wife's words and opinions than he does in some clinic grad or in some well-respected Vanderbilt surgeon. Why? Because of history, because of relationship. And because of trust. Oh my my. I hope somebody's getting a hold of that. I'm just, I'm just telling you. What I understand and what I know. When you begin to obey the word of the Lord. When you begin to obey and trust in the Lord. Because it's the same way with the Lord. The closer we walk with God. The more we trust him. And the more we trust him. The more we obey him. I do. I do understand The truth is, it's not easy to believe something just point blank, right? I mean, some people do. we got some crazy folks out there today that do. But it's those same folks that don't know what obedience is. But it's not easy just to obey someone or something that we're not familiar with. But the really amazing thing about the Lord today is that the closer we get to the Lord the more we understand that we can trust and that we can obey the Lord. The closer we get to the Lord, the more we understand that the creator of the universe has all kinds of blessings at our disposal. Many of us went to school, right? At one time in our lives. And we understood what it meant to be transformed by daily acts of obedience. When the teacher told you to be quiet, you became quiet. When the teacher started class, you got out your paper, your pencil, and started taking notes. When you dropped something on the floor, you picked it up and you put it in the trash can. You did not speak back to the teacher, nor did you wander around without permission. You learned how to walk in line to lunch or even to the playground being respectful and obedient. It all started in kindergarten. By the time you were in first, second, third, or fourth, it became natural. You didn't have to think about it. Obedience in those areas were a given. You obeyed because you knew your school, your teacher, and your principal. You obeyed because that was the environment of the classroom and the school. Oh, I understand. I do. 
I heard a little giggling, but I understand there were moments of disobedience and rebellion, but that never lasted long. Because there was someone there with authority that made sure things stayed in order. And secondly, you had learned that life is better with a plan, with order, with discipline, and with obedience. And of course, all of this obedience affected every other area of your life. Why? Because now we're adults. And you, would, you wouldn't think of running a stop sign or a red light. You wouldn't think of disrespecting an elderly person. You wouldn't think of falling out in a grocery store now because you couldn't have what you wanted. All that happened because from the moment we could remember the culture of that day was to be a person of obedience with decency and order. We were taught to be obedient to our parents, to our teachers, to those in authority over us, to our commitments and values, and most importantly, to God. But yet today, we struggle more and more with obedience. Because, boy, I, you, you're not about to tell me anything. You're not about to tell me how to live my life. And what we've been doing is we've been hearing for so long. We forgot how to obey and act on it. Well, I've been in church all my life, but have you been obeying? I can quote all the scriptures in the word of God today. I can quote a lot too, but do you obey that scripture? Do you obey that scripture that you quote? Well, I've been... Are you obeying? Are you doing His word? Are you living the life that He has planned for you? Are you deciding to do it on your own? My will, my way, because I know what's best for me. I don't think the Lord has what's His best interest or my best interest in His heart. So I'm going to take it into my own hands, and what happens is you see Him walk right on out the church and never come back again. Why? He's got... The Lord's got too many rules in there. I meet somebody and, and, and they ask me what church I go to and I tell them it's apostolic or Pentecostal. I mean, the first thing is, oh, you go to a church where you can't do this and you can't do that. And, you, and I have to stop. I'm like, hold on. I don't know what church you've been to or what church you've been reading about. But you ain't reading about my church and you ain't reading about my God that I serve. If so, you're missing it and you need to come visit him for yourself because the fact is this, I can do whatever I want to. But I choose to follow the word of God. Why? Because it's what's best for me and my family. It's what helps me grow. It's what helps me carry me through. If I didn't, I would go back to a life filled with drugs and alcohol and be strung out and be messed up and be passing some bad generational curses onto my children. Why? Because I thought, well, I know what's best for me and what's best for me is to be foolish. But God's best interest for me is to say, hey, if you'll follow my word and you'll repent of your sins and turn away from whatever wicked ways you have and you'll go down in my name and be covered and come a new man then I'm going to bless you. Then I'm going to do something mighty in your life. 
And not just stop there, but leave there as a new creature in Christ and live a life of purity. I'm not saying you're not going to make mistakes. You're going to fall. David fell. Esther fell. Abraham fell. So many of the Bible names, they fell. But yet they kept getting back up and obeying God every single time. Lord, I'm going to be obedient to your word. And because of that, their name is written in history. Oh, but the more I see men, the better I like my dog. Because I can. I can look at Marigold and tell her, to your bed. I don't even have to say it now. I can just point. She knows it's time to go to the bed. I can tell her to sit. She'll sit. I can tell her to lift her up. Shake. She'll shake my hand. Oh, she might do some crazy stuff. There's some stuff that she gets under my skin on. Like digging big old holes that I can fall in. <laughs> but the moment I tell her, no, stop, get to your bed, you know what she does? She obeys. But over and over again, the Lord is telling, if you'll just obey, but yet, nah, nah. That, those blessings, they sounded good, Lord, but then, you know, you started talking about change and, well... You know, I don't like change. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like doing that. I don't like doing those things, you know. I don't like having to put that away. I don't like to have to give that up. I don't like to have to stay away from those friends or those places. Well, now you're just hearing. That's it. And we just read we're here. What, that, what happens is if, that all, if that's all they do is just hear, they become delusional. Under their own understanding. And then even the Bible says they'll, be, uh, they'll have them tickling ears and they'll believe anything. And that's what we're seeing all over the world today. We'll believe anything. Oh, it fits me now. That's good. Well, it fits you now because the fact is this. You weren't obedient to the word of the Lord. And you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, everything I got is good. And you forgot who you are. You forgot what God was going to do for you in your life. But if we'll be hearers and doers... And everything that you walk in, everything that you put your hands towards will be blessed and will be favored by God. Why? Because you were obedient. It, it is. When people hear that word obedience, they, I mean, they cringe. I cringe when I felt the Lord just give it to me because He's been working on me with it. I still got a lot to learn. I still got a lot to obey. I still, there's some things that I've got to do in my life more to grow closer to God. But I begin to understand now. The more I get closer to God, the more I begin to understand that I can trust in God. And if I can trust in God, then I can obey His Word. And if I can obey His Word, then I can live victorious in the blessings and miracles of God. Huh. Is this all right? I, I, I'm telling you, I, I feel, I've, I've felt it since last night when I was studying and preparing for this lesson today into this morning. If we get a hold of this, because this is a lesson that I understand sometimes when I stand up here or any other minister stands up here to teach or preach, whatever they may do, I understand sometimes it's for a specific person or for a specific need and Maybe a, a specific group. and I understand that. Sometimes the messages are not for everybody. But today, this message is for everybody. For myself included. 
It's for everybody. And I believe without a doubt, because this is what I feel in the Holy Ghost, that if you get a hold of the obedience and, of the Lord and, and, and listen and open your heart to God today, you're going to leave here walking in His victories. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, if you've never repented of your sins, those are things that you've got to step out and obey. And if you obey those today, the Lord is going to bless you with His Spirit and with His blessings and with His victory. And if you will obey the word of the Lord where it says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, and some of us take our hands out of our pockets and quit daydreaming and thinking about maybe lunch this afternoon and say, Lord, I'm coming here to praise you because your word says praise you. Then we can all leave here walking in the victories of the Lord. Is there anybody that wants to be I know y'all answered it already, but you want to walk in his blessings and favor? I want to walk in his blessings and favors. You see, today people, they think that such a life is a little too old-fashioned and unusual. But the reality is this. When we allowed obedience to just overwhelm our lives and we walked in obedience, this world was safer, kinder, and more compassionate. It wasn't perfect, but the more we as people obeyed the Lord and the leadings of the Holy Ghost, the better the life was then and it, the better it can be today and now. Because we're not living in the past and we're surely not living in the future, but we're living for that, uh, that moment today and we've got to walk in obedience with the Lord today. Obedience does its best work in the spiritual realm. If you want to be more like Jesus, then I tell you, simply obey the Lord. If you want to be more loving, then obey the Lord. If you want to live the best life here on earth today, and if time stands to come, then obey the Lord. Simple. But boy... It's so much easier said than done. But when you truly say, Lord, I'm going to live a life of obedience to your word. You're choosing to walk in his favor. You're choosing to walk in his victories. You're choosing to walk in his blessings. Am I saying it's going to be perfect? Absolutely not. But you can get back up and say, Lord, I'm going to continue to obey. I'm going to continue to follow in your word. I'm going to continue to follow after you. Whatever word you deliver from my pastor, whatever word you deliver from the the messenger of that day, I'm going to receive it. If it's from your word, I'm going to receive it. And I'm going to apply it to my life. I'm not just going to be a hearer or a listener. I'm going to be a doer, an obeyer. It says, Lord, my life is submitted to you. That's what we got to do. We got to learn to submit ourselves to Him. Take it out of your hands, leave it alone. There's nothing you and I can do with it. We can't do anything with it. You're trying to figure out how to, how to better that situation. The truth is, we can't. But what you can do is you can place it in the Lord's hands, 
Continue to build your relationship with Him and grow in Him and watch victories happen in your life. If you would, let's stand. I know this ain't one just blowing out, but I understand if we get a hold of obedience today, 11 o'clock, they're going to have to repaint these walls. I'm just telling y'all what I feel in the Holy Ghost. If you get a hold of this lesson and you say, Lord, I'm here to obey what your word says, there's no telling what's fixing to happen. Because obedience is a today word. It's a, a moment right now. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but right now. And I want to finish with this statement today as we get ready to go into our 11 o'clock service. And if you keep up with anything, I want you to keep up with this. You ready? Your obedience to God today determines what you'll be for God tomorrow. And obedience is not optional. But it is a choice. What are you going to choose to do today? How do you choose to leave this service today? The more I see men, the better I like my dog. I love you. Jesus loves you. Let's obey the Lord today at 11 o'clock.